I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And we have an incredibly spooky story to share with you. It's that time of year where we love to share some of these spooky stories. So uh, we we do have a good one for you. Uh, we have an Alvin Schwartz story for you. Alvin Schwartz. Mm-hmm. I've really come to appreciate him through you, Gary. And uh, frankly, I, I didn't pay much attention to him until we started uh, doing these podcasts. And yes, yes, yes. You uh, started uh, bringing us some of his uh, stories, scary Absolutely. stories, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes. Now, before we get into the story, uh, we are uh, well, <clears throat> stumbling over my words. I'm just so excited to be sharing <laughs> stories. Um, before we get started, uh, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, we hope you enjoy the story for this evening, for this October evening. And uh, we hope that you'll join us again for uh, more incredible stories. We have a whole bunch of stories. We like to refer to ourselves as kind of like a trail mix. we got a little bit of everything. Something everybody will like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you like it enough, go ahead, like, and subscribe. And uh, share us on social media. I'm sure that uh, if you enjoy our stories, then chances are you know somebody else who will also enjoy these wonderful stories. All right, that being said... Uh, for those of you who uh, haven't heard of Alvin Schwartz or may have heard him or read the stories, well, when you were growing up, uh, Alvin Schwartz is an American storyteller who uh, put together compilations of many different types of stories, uh, the most popular being the uh, the three books, The Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and Scary Stories to Chill You to Your Bones. Um, these stories have been so popular, and the books have been so famous and infamous because of the artwork by Stephen Gamel uh, that uh, there has been documentaries done about uh, the book series. There's even been a movie that was done by the same name, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, that was produced by Guillermo del Toro um, that, that brings some of the illustrations to life in a wonderfully creepy way. Uh, but tonight, uh, one of the stories I'm going to read for you is uh, Harold. And, uh, and it's a, a wonderfully creepy story, especially around this time, involving a scarecrow. And uh, I don't know about you all, but uh, one of the things that creeps me out if I'm going through uh, some open farmland in the evening and I see the silhouette of a figure out on a post and it's staring at me as I drive by, kind of creeps me out a little bit. All right, so why don't we get started with this story? The story about Harold. When it got hot in the valley, Thomas and Alfred drove the cows up to a cool green pasture in the mountains to graze. Usually they'd stay there with the cows for about two months. Then both of them would go back down to the valley again. This work was easy enough, but oh, it was boring. All day, the two men tended to the cows. At night, they went back to their tiny hut where they lived. They ate their supper and worked in the garden and went to sleep. It was always the same. Then Thomas had an idea that changed everything. Let's make a doll, 
the size of a man, he said. It would be fun to make, and we could put it in the garden to scare away the birds. It should look like Harold, Alfred said. Harold was a farmer they both hated. They made the doll out of old sacks filled with straw. They gave him a pointed nose like Harold's, and tiny eyes like his. They even added dark hair and a twisted frown. Of course, they also gave it Harold's name. Each morning, they tied Harold to the post in the garden to scare away the birds. Each night, they brought him back inside so he wouldn't get ruined if it rained. When they were feeling playful, they would talk to him. One of them would say, How are the vegetables growing, Harold? And the other would make believe he was Harold and answer in a very crazy voice, Very slow. They both would laugh, but not Harold. Whenever something went wrong, they took it out on Harold. They would curse at him, even kick him and punch him. Sometimes, one of them would take the food that they were eating, which they both were sick of, and smear it on the doll's face. How do you like that stew, Harold? He would ask. Well, you'd better eat it or else. Then the two men would howl with laughter. One night, after Thomas had wiped his old food all over Harold's face, he heard Harold groan. Did you hear that? Alfred asked. It was Harold, Thomas said. I was watching him when it happened. I, ca I can't believe it. How could he groan? Alfred asked. He's just, just a sack with straw. It's, it's not possible. Let's throw him in the fire, said Thomas, and that'll be that. Let's not do anything stupid, said Alfred. We don't know what's going on. When we move the cows down, we'll leave him behind for now. Let's just keep our eyes on him. So they left Harold sitting in the corner of the hut. They didn't talk to him or take him outside anymore. Now and then the doll would groan, but that was all. After a few days, they decided that there was nothing to be afraid of. Maybe a mouse or some insects had gotten inside of Harold and were making the noise themselves. So Thomas and Alfred went back to their old ways. Each morning they'd put Harold out in the garden. Each night they would bring him back into the hut. When they felt playful, they would joke with him. And when they felt mean... They treated him as badly as ever. Then one night, Alfred noticed something that frightened him. Harold is growing, he said. I, I, I was thinking the same thing too, Thomas said. Maybe it's just our imagination, Alfred replied. We have been up here in this mountain for too long. The next morning, while they were eating, Harold stood up and walked out of the hut. He climbed on the roof and trotted back and forth like a horse on its hind legs. All day and all night long, he trotted like that. In the morning, Harold climbed down and stood in the far corner of the pasture. The men had no idea what he would do next. They were afraid. They decided to take the cows down to the valley that same day. When they left, Harold was nowhere to be seen. 
they felt as if they had escaped a great danger and began joking and singing. But when they had gone only a mile or two, they realized that they had left behind the milking stools. Neither one of them wanted to go back to get them, but of course they had to because to replace the stools would be very expensive. There really is nothing to be afraid of, they told one another. After all, what could a doll do? They drew straws to see which one would go back. It was Thomas. I'll catch up with you, he said, and Alfred walked on down to the valley. When Alfred came to arise in the path, he looked back for Thomas. He did not see him anywhere, but he did see Harold. The doll was on the roof of the hut again. As Alfred watched, Harold kneeled and stretched out a bloody skin to dry in the sun. Whoa. Yeah. Definitely, you can turn your lights back on, folks. Mm -hmm. Calm down, calm down. Take a deep breath. Turn your lights back on. Get a drink of water, some warm milk. That's that's typical Alvin Schwartz, uh, and I think... uh, he uh, it it shows that he's uh, so popular because his stories are short and sweet. They uh, give you one major uh, thrill or or chill event uh, and uh, leave you that way. And it's just fun to contemplate what his uh, storytelling is all about while uh, in darkness or candlelight at best. Which is the only way to enjoy these stories. Yeah. So so if you had the lights on the first time, shame on you. Yeah. I recommend going back. And listening to the story again mm, in the dark. In the dark. Mm, the, way that's meant, right. the, the way they're meant to be received. The way they're <clears> meant <throat> to be read. Yes. And uh, just uh, so that you don't think that uh, Alvin Schwartz was, uh, um, you know, a one-hit wonder, uh, he did uh, other than scary stories, too. Uh, some of his books that I would find fascinating would be Stories to Tell a Cat. I love cats. And you're a cat lover, too, Gary. I, what story would you <clears> tell a cat? Yeah, so that's an Alvin Schwartz book that uh, we really should pick up and uh, check out uh, sometime. And there's a carrot in my ear and other noodle tales, uh, (laughs) flap doodle, pure nonsense from American folklore. And then for those of us who love nostalgia, when I grew up long ago. So Alvin Schwartz has a quite a few different books, folks. If uh, scary stories is not um, necessarily your cup of tea. That doesn't mean that you won't like Alvin Schwartz when he tells some of his other types of stories. Oh yeah, and and he has some children's. Uh, well, I was gonna say yeah, he does. Have, he has some children's books too, um, that are just simple little fables and things like that. Uh, you know, some of them are a little bit longer to read. You know, with uh, uh, the ones that you had mentioned, but he does have a few uh, short children's books that are are very entertaining and and interesting. So. Uh, I strongly recommend go to the library or look him up on Google. Get a list of a whole bunch of different books that he has and uh, give him a once-over. I think you'll definitely enjoy his his way of telling stories. And if you like riddles, he's done a book of riddles, 10 Copycats in a Boat and Other Riddles. So as you know, uh, when it comes to Alvin Schwartz, I always like to go back to the notes to uh, see where his inspirations uh, come from. And the story of Harold is inspired by a Swiss legend 
Um, and then there's a book uh, that is titled Once Upon a Time that has a similar story. and You know I'll be looking that up. Uh, but in his notes, uh, the inspiration for Harold, uh, he goes on to talk about how there are several different folk tales uh, that involve uh, dolls that are made of clay or uh, other items uh, that are given life. I mean, you can think about Pinocchio, right? Geppetto carves Pinocchio out of some wood, and then the, uh, the blue fairy comes and gives it life so that uh, Geppetto may have a son. Uh, but many people uh, who are unaware of the story of the Gollum, uh, that is a Jewish folktale about uh, this uh, creature uh, that has a human form, he's made out of clay, um, is brought to life by this rabbi, and the, uh, the Gollum was meant for good, uh, but when things start to go awry, it has to be destroyed. Uh, there are even... Uh, the, there's even the story of uh, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley uh, in which uh, Victor Frankenstein, a Swiss student, uh, creates life from these pieces of corpses and, and you know, creates his monster who then uh, tragically uh, feels out of place in this world that it's been brought into and, and seeks revenge uh, for being cast out by his creator. Um, and then there is a Greek tale about a woman who uh, is looking for her perfect man, and so she uses a few different things, uh, sugar spice and everything nice, and uh, some grits, creates a form, and, and prays for it to come to life, and uh, fortunately that story has a happy ending. Um, but... Uh, but Schwartz goes on to talk about how there are all different types of stories that involve these kind of uh, uh, beings. Uh, one that really sticks out to me um, was uh, Galatea and Pygmalion. I don't know if you are aware of that uh, story. It's a Greek story in which uh, Pygmalion um, feels alone. So he sculpts the perfect woman out of, uh, I think it was marble. And she comes to life, and he falls in love with her. But then, Galatelia uh, falls in love with another, <laughs> and Pygmalion finds himself alone again. So, look at all the different sources mm -hmm. that uh, Alvin Schwartz can uh, has drawn on to create his little scary tale. Well, here's here's the thing. I think <clears throat> you really have to pay attention to when it comes to this. Um, it's not just Alvin Schwartz. A good storyteller, and I think this would be interesting to talk about one day. Uh, for the podcast, but a good storyteller is someone who can take all of the stuff that they hear from around them, all of the things that they've taken in, and and use that in a way to craft a story. You know, uh, you can be inspired by uh, another tale or fable or folktale, whatever, and create something new from that without directly copying that original source material. And that's something that uh, that Sh uh, Alvin Schwartz has done so effectively. And so, uh, again, I haven't read the Swiss story yet, but if you think about it, uh, Harold is a little bit like Frankenstein. He's been created from all of these parts, and he's been given life, a little bit like Pinocchio, I guess. Um, but in the way that he's treated, this scarecrow decides to take his revenge 
for being created and then badly treated. And so that's exactly what happens. And it just happens to be creepy. But, but if it weren't for the source material and the imagination of Alvin Schwartz to put it together to create something original, I mean, the story wouldn't exist at all. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's listening to this podcast, I mean, any of the stories that you hear or things like that may inspire you to come up with your own stories or uh, tales of adventure or fright or whatever. So it's something to keep in mind. The more you read, the more you listen, uh, the more you can benefit from all of that. So it's all good stuff. So, But that being said, it looks like... I'm, oh, Yep, yep. No, it's the witching hour now. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on my broomstick. How about you? <laughs> yep, it's time to uh, toddle on out of here on this uh, paranormal month. I'm uh, Richard, and I'm Gary, and until next time, <laughs> goodbye.